Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Wednesday, June 21st, 2017, and this is The Ride. Greetings, mi amigos, mi amigas. It is a brand new day, and I'm noticing the sky is very clear, but there's a lot of fog, low-lying fog. Every once in a while I can get a break through the fog and I can see that clear sky. No, I'm not turning into a weatherman, but I tend to use the weather as a storytelling tool. And today, before I even hit the fog bank, I didn't realize it was really foggy, but I had this feeling I needed to talk about how we see ourselves. Because recently, I've taken a new job, which I absolutely feel is perfect for where I am at in my life. And I realized just this morning a fact about how I must appear to this new firm based on my history with the previous firm. And I never saw myself in the way I think they're seeing me. I don't know if that's making much sense, but... You know, isn't it weird how in our lives we can see ourselves a certain way and I don't know, let's say use the example of, you know, we feel like we are inadequate. I mean, we know we're, you know, a, a good person and and you know, we try to do the right things, but a lot of times it's just the world we live in, this corrupted world that sin abounds in, it, it taints how we see our, our world, but also ourselves, And sometimes we will view ourselves as less than we, well, for sure, less than what God sees in us. For sure, for sure. But even we sometimes are prone to see ourselves less than what, you know, we really are. Even you know, just our own skill sets, that kind of thing. You know, without going into detail, I realized that some of the things I had done at the previous work, I, I just realized how important some of that was. Because now I was seeing what skills I brought to the table at this new job through the eyes of those working around me at this new job. And I realized, oh, they see me this way. And I didn't even see myself this way. And so then I thought to myself, okay, well, what is true? Remember, I talked about what is truth in a recent podcast. So what's true? I want to make sure that I'm not marketing myself in a false way. What's true? Was I looking at myself too little? Was I belittling myself in my own eyes before and now I'm seeing it for reality? Or are they seeing me hyped up more than 
you know, that I should be hyped up. And I want to make sure I'm portraying an honest Rusty James. So, I thought about it this morning. And what I think is, who I am is who I believe I am. Isn't that profound? It's so profound, I'm actually having a hard time wrapping my hands around how profound that is. <laughs> the truth is, let, let me put it this way, the truth is a little bit more different than that. The truth is, I am who God says I am. Okay? So, I might not know what that is. So, therefore, the truth is, I might not be operating in full truth if I don't know what Christ says about me. And he is the authority. But it is true that in this situation I'm talking about, for me, I'm choosing who I am, aren't I? Aren't you choosing who you are when you believe certain things about yourself and refuse to believe false things said about yourself? Aren't you choosing who you are? So it is up to us to align with expectations that are put on us if they're the right expectations. That fog bank got me thinking. In the fog bank, if it's thick enough, you can't even see a reflection very good if it's really thick. So how many of us are living in a fog bank where we don't even recognize who we really are? We can see the blue sky above. Yeah, there's God, but I don't know who I am. Well, God has a few things to say about that. One, he sent Jesus Christ to earth because of you and because of me. That shows me that I have some worth, some value. You need to be listening to what God the Father is saying about you and perhaps stop listening to what other people might be saying about you that's false. Every day I drive through this area, I don't know what the what the deal is, but this town has, I don't know if there's a like a gas compression facility nearby, but it smells like natural gas. You know how that bad smell? Every time I come by this intersection, I get a big old whiff of it. And when you're listening to the wrong voices speaking over your life, telling you things about yourself that are not true and you start accepting that it's like you're taking in that stinky foul smelling opinions of the world and you're accepting it and you're repeating it it's like you're carrying this it's like you're a pig pen right in in the peanuts comics it's like you're carrying this cloud around with you you don't need to be carrying that cloud around with you. You don't need to be repeating the wrong things people are saying about you. What you should be doing is repeating the right things that God says about you. That he's called you by name. He's counted the hairs on your head. He knows who you are. He loves you. He cares for you. He never leaves you. He has put your foot on a firm place. If you let them, if you listen to the words around you of those who would not seek for your best, you might be setting yourself up for failure. 
they might be well-meaning folks. They just might be off-kilter with their opinions of you, with their perspective of you. So when I come back to my story, I, it was a revelation. I mean, I've been a mature person for the last, I don't know how many years. Maybe it's been a year, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing, but I've been mature for many years and thought that I knew most things, but I'm learning, always learning that I am always learning. So there's always more to learn. You'd, you'd think by now you'd know who you are, but I'm always learning about who I am. And I'm sure you are too. It was just a real amazing thing. I, I actually think, and this might seem a little bit weird, but I actually think that God might have allowed me to not fully understand one facet of my professional life to the level that I realized it this morning so that I wouldn't get full of myself earlier. I almost think God was protecting me. I mean, he does do that, you know. And since he holds time in his hand, he is aware of things that were going to happen in my future. He knew that I would be in a position to interview with this company and to ultimately accept a role in this company. So I, I, had, a, I had a wrong view of myself. Maybe not a wrong, maybe an incomplete. That might be a better word. I had an incomplete view of who I was you know, this extra facet of who I was, who I am. It's amazing how being in the right place can really change everything. For many years, I was in the wrong place. And you can just think about it in whatever makes sense for you. I'm referring to a, a job. But you can think of your life as a journey. You might have stops along the way that might not be the best stop to be hanging out at. And we all do it, but there's times and, and places and environments that we find ourselves in that it's not conducive for who we are. You might be in one of those right now. You might have been in this for so long you don't know any other way. This might just be the normal. And if you're only looking at your environment to tell you, well, you know, what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing, you might believe that you're supposed to stay there festering in the cesspool of your daily normal. If you only look around you, that's what'll happen. But what you should be doing is looking up, look out from the haze and look up to where that sky is clear and find God's perspective on who you are and where you should be. I'll let you in on a little secret. I thought that I was rather level-headed, but when I was in the wrong situation, I felt like I was losing my mind. God doesn't want us to be in that situation. I'm convinced of it. And certainly there's times that you, you know, you've got to hunker down and deal with the issue at hand. 
and life throws things wrenches into the works at times I'm not talking necessarily about those kind of stressors in life I mean those happen to everyone I'm talking about a chronic situation the most chronic is the kind you don't know that it's chronic it's just this burden this heavy burden a weight and it needs to be lifted maybe I'm the voice today that's telling you you know you can get out of that chronic situation now certainly if we're talking about a relationship situation you must absolutely find somebody that you trust maybe a pastor or a counselor friend before you do anything rash do not be listening to rusty james as the authority on yep it's tough in my household i'm just leaving do not do that you do not have my permission <laughs> i'm talking about chronic life sucking disaster attitudes we have both had them and it's time to stop and i know you can stop i know that you can get out of the funk i know you can it requires looking up though it requires looking at what our father has said about you so what has he said? Well, I already said some of the stuff before. You need to be in the Word of God to discover the promises he has for you. Every time he's giving an account during a parable, he's giving you a life lesson. Heed those life lessons. I think God today wants to tell us that there is a plane that's in operation, but we don't find ourselves in it too often. Like another level, another dimension of life. We shortchange ourselves when we tell ourselves that dimension doesn't exist. Or it's, it's just subordinate to the main level that we're on. I know I'm getting kind of deep here or something, but you know, as I'm driving here, I see this beautiful farmland. I'm in a spot right now where it's really flat and this beautiful, dark, dark, dark soil. It's almost black. And they grow some crops in here that I don't recognize. I don't, I don't know what it is exactly. It's not your typical crops. I don't know if it's like celery or something, but it's really flat. And I look at that, and, and I kind of put my mind in the, the mind of the farmer, right? Um, the farmer is looking at that flat land, and that's kind of his livelihood, right? That's everything is right there. But there's a spiritual level. And I, I'm trying to make this pertinent to real life okay it's not like there's a spiritual level and you know you're you know in the clouds and you know you know you're no good to anybody in that level it's different than that it's way different than that it's you are better operating in that level for those around you than even if you're working in the natural these farmers and maybe this might draw a better picture these farmers are living in more than one layer here, more than one plane, if you will. 
because what they do, they see that field, they see that field, and they see the field as it is right now, okay? But they are operating in different levels, representing the different facets of that crop. They, they're looking at this field that's plowed, but they're in a different level when they think about, okay, what do we need to do to prepare that field? Then they're in a different level to think about, okay, how are we going to plant that field? When are we going to plant that field? How are we going to fertilize that field? They're thinking multidimensionally about the field that's before their eyes. In fact, they are seeing it producing. A good farmer will do this. He's seeing it producing before it produces. He's looking at it with different eyes. He's looking at it with expectant eyes. He's looking at what the harvest will be before the harvest is even there. And I say that that is kind of like what we need to do when we get our eyes off the current and we get our eyes on what's ahead. And how does our ahead come? through fertilizing, through growth, through planting, through preparation, through knowing God the Father. He has planted something in you. And if you're constantly being told that you're no good, that your fruit or that your plant will go nowhere, it's amazing how we just suck up that bad information and we live it. Today is a new day sounds cliche today is a new day it doesn't matter what the weather's doing it doesn't matter if it's cloudy foggy rainy sunny snowy or a dust storm that environment doesn't change what god has done inside of you and it doesn't change your future as long as you don't look to your current as some kind of roadmap for your future. God has set a roadmap in place in your life. And no matter what mistakes we might make along the way, He will write the journey. He will write it. Like a ship floundering, He will write the ship. No matter what mistakes have been made. We need to be like those farmers who are looking at more than just the field before them. So what does your harvest look like in your life? I don't know. I haven't really thought about it in my life. I mean, I believe that I'm doing things that are eternal, that make a difference in people's lives. And if you're hearing this, then I know that's true. But everybody that I know and those that I don't know, including you, also have a harvest. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, be souls, you know, although that's really what our calling is, to be reaching out to others. What I mean to say is it doesn't have to be some grandiose millions of people. You might not be a Billy Graham, but you might be a great parent to your 1.7 kids so you need to hear voices that are encouraging. I hope that this podcast does that. And so you need to know this. If you're a parent, follow the ways of the Lord. 
apply them the best you can in your family and household and know that God's only asking for you to do that. What you can do, do it to your best. He will fill in the gaps. Don't kick yourself for not being perfect. He already knows you're not perfect. I know you're not perfect. You know I'm not perfect. Don't kick yourself for that. Do what you do. Ask God for the help on the rest. He sees you successful. He sees you reaching that finish line. There's a great song by Steve Taylor. You might not know who he is. You have to look him up on Google. There's a song he does. I think it's called The Finish Line. You should check it out. He's saying, you know, life isn't going to be easy. And you're going to get bloody. And you're going to get battered by the time you reach your finish line. But you're going to hit your finish line. I believe you are. So let's stop listening to the detractors. Let's not take in that smelly gas of the world's opinion and and take it and accept it as our own. Let's change, let's change our story. Let's let us be the good fragrance to those around us when we operate in the way that God sees us to be. I see you whole. I see you healthy. I see you confident. I see you resting on God's lap. I see you speaking to Jesus Christ every day. I see you letting the Holy Spirit waft over you and comfort you in your time of grief and despair. I see you being willing to let God minister to you so that you will be willing to minister to others. I see you happy. I see you at peace. I see you operating with God's help, firing on all cylinders, with a sound mind, a strong heart. I see you with a vision for your tomorrow. I see you looking into your future as though it was right before you. I see you seeing things into your future because you're hearing God's voice about your future. I see you content. I see you well-fed. I see you helping others when you didn't think that you could. I see you trusting others when you knew you couldn't. I see you forgiving others when you thought that was not possible. I see you the way God does. Now it's our turn to see things that way. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If this is speaking to you, it could possibly speak to somebody else. So you share this word, okay? You stay in the word and you live in peace. You pray for those who persecute you. And the truth is, what God sees in your life, that's the truth. Let's make sure that we align what we see about ourselves with what He says and with what He sees. Shall we? All right, let's do it. And I will see you on the flip.